heartless monster. You have no heart or feelings or love. Prison is too good for you. This, this is hard to say, but may God have mercy on your soul. Hello, and welcome to Dissing Killers. The podcast, we're not afraid to punch down. This week, we're going to talk about Chris Watts, but first, we haven't seen each other all week, even over Zoom. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm good. You know, one thing that happened was, actually, at first I'll ask you, how was your week been? My week's been pretty good. I mean, I um, talked uh, to some people, some real important Facebook officials, and uh, just had a pretty good week, not going to lie. That's good, man. I appreciate you moving up the Facebook ranks. That's where we, that's where we really thrive. I mean, who, who's not, like, without Facebook, nobody's really that important. A hundred percent, dude. One thing that happened this week, which I was going to mention anyway, was every week, bro, I've, I've joined a shit ton of Facebook groups about serial killers, true crime, whatever. What do you have it? And this week, I've, this group I've been in for, for six weeks was posting something about, they posted something about Richard Ramirez. And that was the killer we did last week. And oh, yeah, the guy who looks like a mix between Mexicans and someone who hates Mexicans? Exactly, that guy we made fun of for 30 minutes last week. Yeah. I posted some shit, like, I just promoted our show, and then one of the moderators of that group started making fun of me. He was asking me, like, dumbass questions. Like, oh, really, is that you? I'm like, yes, it's me. He's like, no way, that's so... And then he was went in my DMs and started being sarcastic. And I'm like, okay, cool, what, what's your point, bro? And he basically just told me, he's like, listen, do not promote on our page again, or we might have to ban you from it. And he was just so arrogant. And I started making fun of him back, so I was going after his appearance, talking about the virgin. I, he said he was a father, and I said, oh, I felt bad for your kids having such a stupid father. <laughs> and then, like, he sent his friends after me. <laughs> so I was literally defending myself against four people, and they would talk shit to me, and then they would block me. So it would still post shit about me in the group, so I could see it, and then they kicked me out of the group. And it was a whole thing, and then I think I told Jack about it, and to Jack's credit, bro, he jumped in and saved the day for the Disney Killers crew. Tell him what happened. I'm Jack. You could have just said you. We're talking to each other. But yeah. No, I like to I like to point out your miscues in this show because you're way better at this than I am. Alright, um Yeah, you told me their names and I'm like, sure, I'll talk shit about some motherfuckers and it turned out that they were uh they were like Gary Ridgeway level retarded. Yeah, and like their whole ar- their whole argument was just, they they literally had one joke and they repeated they basically say mother basement and virgins, and then like I'm not saying I'm a male model, but people like they didn't exactly look like their handy trappers themselves. It was just it was like such a weird thing that you're gonna say the same thing and then not understand what I'm saying to you back. It just those people are just fucking stupid. Really, really, just kind of sad how dumb and like I mean, I think it's hilarious they call this virgins because you know looking at their faces and their profiles and their interests, it's like oh shit. Like, I wonder if he even knows what a vagina looks like. What, yeah, like, they haven't seen a pussy since they came out of one. But, like, the thing that made me laugh was there was a kid who was posting thirst traps in a serial killer page. Like, you're a man. Like, you, like, that's the shit that you get crowned on doing as a man in general. But if you're doing that shit on, like, a true crime, there's, there's no point. It's like, you're not, it's not like you're rolling in pussy from a Facebook group about true crime that's not that big. And that the way they acted was like, oh, this is the most important thing ever. 29,000 people. Give me a fucking break, dude. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know about this. Nobody knows about this shit. You know, posting thirst traps, shooter's going to shoot. But anyway, let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the podcast. 
So, uh, Chris <laughs> sorry. Um, that's a good burp, actually. I'm I'm kind of drunk. Um, so this week we're talking about Chris Watts. But before we get into that, we uh we actually got a letter from the CEO of uh our uh the corporation that owns the podcast, Bullshit News Network, BNN. Um, we actually got a letter from the CE- president and CEO of the company. So uh, let's let's jump into it. He said. Dear hosts of Dissing Murderers, which, I'd like to remind everyone, is not the name of the show, we are writing to inform you of BNN's commitment to accuracy and spiritual well-being. It has been recognized by corporate that your show, Dissing Murderers, not our show, uh, that your show, Dissing Murderers, may be viewed as offensive by a cross-section of the community, in particular women of the 65 to 84-year-old range of Eskimo descent who suffer from extreme diabetes. As customary, as is customary for the BNN corporate procedure, we are hereby instructing you to adhere to the strict cease and desist order about using anti-middle-aged Eskimo women with, with diabetes language in your program. If you do not adhere to this warning, we will be forced to take further action to assure our listeners that we are doing the utmost possible to be acceptable to their fragile ears. Sincerely, Harold Rothstein, President and CEO of Bullshit News Network. P.S. I'm a huge fan of the show. Been listening for years now. Keep up the great work. I take two things from that letter. Number one, like, I know everyone wants us to get mad and fire shots back, but we gotta understand that, listen, man, I move boxes for a living, and he takes care of kids that aren't the brightest. Like, we'll do anything for a little bit of coin, so we're not gonna shit-talk the guy too much. I mean, he's our boss, really. Yeah, like, he's an executive, and he, like, at, at some point, we, we got to fall in line. Although, I think we got a, a big one coming this week. We're going to blow your mind to some different level shit. I just think it's funny that his name's Harold Rothstein, who's so clearly Jewish, and he was more mad about us saying anti-Eskimo things, which I don't remember saying, than he was about us making like 400 Jew jokes about David Berkowitz. By the way, he understands that nobody likes Jewish people. Yeah, he understands that if he wants to make money, he has to be willing to make fun of himself the Jewish way. All right, let's get uh, let's get into the Chris Watts story here. So uh, Chris Watts was born and raised in North Carolina and lived most of his life there. But uh, he eventually grew up and uh, in 2010, sorry, oh man, that's not good. Um, in 2010, he met his future wife and future victim, Shanann, and in 2012, they got married. In 2013, the Watts moved to the state of Colorado, and they lived there for a few years after that. They had two daughters, and later they moved to a different part of Colorado, and in 2015 filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in Colorado Federal Court. When the crimes were committed, they were about $500,000 in debt. Chris was working for an oil and gas company. And uh, when he killed his family, strangled his wife, and smothered his children, he buried his wife in a shallow grave near the company's site and threw his children in oil tanks. So uh, let's start with, uh, oh yeah, we have a sponsor. Um, This episode is sponsored by BP. At least we're not that oil company. It's a good one, because BP really hasn't done anything wrong that I can remember. Yeah, BP's been a a big part of... uh, 
big part of the real accepting and wonderful culture that we live in today. Absolutely. And let's get into some jokes. The thing that took me out about Chris Watts was the parenting. You know, the only worst parenting was when Wizzo's mother encouraged her to make music. Yeah, it was pretty harsh. I mean, I was gonna, I don't really have a lot of parenting jokes because the only thing he really did wrong was murder his children. Seemed like a pretty good dad otherwise. Um, but uh, I do have a couple of jokes about him. I actually have 32. Really? You wrote some jokes this week? Yeah, I wrote some jokes this week. I didn't need your help for some of them. Um, now, first, if he's the worst actor named Chris since Chris Evans... I'll be honest about that. I mean, Chris Evans is brutal, but he was even worse. I mean, cops came up... Like, the cops pretended to believe him more than they pretend to believe rape victims. You know, talking about Chris. Uh, Chris hasn't been this is this just honest with the media since Chris Brown said he didn't hit Rihanna. Yeah, but, uh... What's interesting is uh, how they fit the whole – the reason we're doing Chris Watts, there's a lot of assholes who murder their family. I mean that's just kind of a thing. But the reason we're doing Chris Watts is there's so much information on him. Due to public um, – something like public record laws or something in Colorado. I'm not a lawyer. Don't, don't ask me. But all the police body camera footage, all the trial footage well, of the guilty plea and such, all of that stuff is available to everyone. Because of Colorado's laws. So, like, for instance, when when the very first 911 call came in, from then on, you have all this footage of him going on the news. But really, there's a lot of footage on him from, of him on police body cameras. But it makes sense their body cameras were on because he's white. Yeah, dude, one thing about Chris is that he's a conservative guy. He thinks all lives matter, just not if they're in his family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like he has a Confederate flag tramp stamp, to be honest. Well, if we're going into looks, I might have to bring this up, you know. I got a whole bunch of those, so let's let's get some in here. <laughs> he looks like a professor who doesn't know what class he teaches. He looks like a history teacher who thinks fossils are really cool. <laughs> he looks like a nerd, but after hearing him talk, he clearly never went to school. He looks like he walks around in his high school letterman's jacket. Yeah. He looks like a dumb man's idea of a smart man. <laughs> but uh, he does look like he's... He kind of looks like the bouncer at a jazz club. You know, but I got more of a simp vibe from him. I said he looks like he would masturbate to another man masturbating to another man fucking his wife. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That was good. Um, he looks crazy. He looks like he has a tick and it's saying the N-word. <laughs> Ugh. He, yeah, went was... and he, he went on TV and begged for Simley back. The Mel Gibson apology seemed more genuine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also had a tattoo on his back that was just awful. He got that terrible tattoo on his back so he wouldn't be able to see it. You know, it's not surprising that a guy that looks like him killed kids. It's just surprising that he had kids of his own. Yeah, I mean, I just he was just not a good-looking guy. I mean... He kind of looks, he looks like he has a list of Confederate statues that should be put up next. Well, his beard is like his story, always changing and not any good. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't see that one, that was great. Um, but what's interesting about his beard is uh, he's the most soulless person to have a soul patch, and that's really saying a lot. 
I appreciate the gingers have no souls reference, but anyway. Oh no, I wasn't saying anything that. about gingers, you ginger. I was saying that he has a soul patch and he has no soul. Are you saying yeah, that gingers have a lot of soul patches? Yeah. I have a soul patch sometimes. I should have said this differently. He looks Any like kind of soul you have, you fucking ginger. <laughs> he looks like he wants to take down the statue of a confederate general for not being accurate enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh... He does look like he teaches a history class where the South won the Civil War. He looks like the vast Vlastic Stork if he was a man with scoliosis. <laughs> what was that? He looks like the Vlastic Stork if he was a man with scoliosis. You know the you know the pickle bottle with the stork on it? Vlastic no, stork. I don't. Oh, dude, you're not living in the real world, man. We get Vlastic. Dude, I'd hate to live in the real world. There's people like Chris Watts in the real world. Oh, no, I don't think he's one solitary confinement 23 hours a day. Yeah, well, to be fair, his wife said he'd never see their daughters again, and she was 100% right. Okay, you're going to for the life, Chuck. I'm going to go for my last he looks like joke. He looks like the referee of a checkers tournament. I mean, he looks like a... Like, he was balding a ton, and he really looks like the before picture in a Just for Men ad. Just gray and balding. Yeah, you know, he killed his wife and kids... To get away from his marriage. Did he not understand what a divorce was? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, they did a lot of, um, searching his house and such. I mean, even during the search of his house, he was on his phone more than a teenage girl at a, sur at a church service. Despite the fact he was on his phone, I felt like he was more afraid of divorce than prison. At least he has his priorities straight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how are you going to split negative $500,000 with your wife? Um, so he said, but uh, what's interesting is this, he, he had this whole elaborate story about how they ran off with the kids and yada, yada, yada. But really, the guy is balding faster than his alibi fell apart. Well, he's balding and he failed a polygraph. He failed up the polygraph because he couldn't cheat. Because <laughs> he couldn't cheat. He failed the polygraph because he couldn't cheat. Yeah, no, he is... Um, he has more bad and unnecessary tattoos than Takashi 6ix9ine, and both should spend the rest of their lives in prison. No, but if you're talking about looks, this is my last looks joke, I promise. He looks like he <laughs> teaches a whites-only CrossFit class. A whites-only CrossFit class. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the last time a bad, uh, an actor this bad was, was the reason people died in Colorado was the Aurora, school, was the Aurora Theater shooting. That's my favorite joke. You've had this. That, that's one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> I, I, I'm a mark for shooting up a school joke for some reason. Well, that, that was a movie theater. The one I have about shooting up a school is that he was worse for kids in Colorado than Columbine High School. I, I, what I had was porn, porn storylines are more believable than Chris's alibi. <laughs> um, and I've got more on his alibi. I mean, the only well, first off, the only thing worse for children than Chris Vo than uh, Chris Watts is Luke Voigt. Oh, if you're going for Luke Voigt jokes. Yeah, I, I realized mean, I said that too early, but let's let's hear some Luke Voigt jokes. Yeah. You got anything? Okay, you want me to go first? I'll go first. Well, let me go one more. He really honestly looks like his favorite athlete is Luke Voigt. Okay, fine. The only thing harder to listen to than his confession is a Billy Eilish song. Yeah, the biggest similar... Wait, that's not even about Luke Voigt. I mean, oh, Billy Eilish is Luke Voigt's favorite artist. No, I can go with Luke Voigt jokes. Let me go with Luke Voigt jokes. Yeah, let's do some Luke Voigt jokes. Okay. He lied to everyone when he said he wasn't retarded. 
That was Luke Voigt. He wrote that one for me. Yeah, speaking of jokes Luke Voigt wrote for us, Luke Voigt texted me this morning changing his. He didn't want me to do the original one because it said the N-word. Um, he said, there's almost more footage of Chris Watts than there is of women crashing their husbands' cars. Luke Voigt said that. He said it was, uh, he said it was obvious, but he still wanted to say it because he thinks women can't drive. I know Chris is our, uh, Luke is our, like, comedy producer, but he says the same shit every week. This is the other joke he sent me. He said, Chris Watts is better than a Me Too executor because he admitted he was lying. Like, that's, come on, like, come on, Luke, Luke, Luke we know you don't believe joke. any, we don't, we know you don't believe the Me Too movement, Luke, like, come on, move on. Well, I mean, dude, everyone knows that's, that's fiction. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I mean, the biggest similarity between Luke Voigt and Chris Watts is that they did all the damage you'll ever do in 2018. Well, dude, the biggest difference between Luke Voigt and Chris Watts is that I wouldn't let my children spend time with Luke Voigt. You wouldn't let your children spend time with Luke Voigt? No. Oof. I'd say the main difference between Luke Voigt and Chris Watts is that people actually want to look up Chris Watts. You're missing the big picture here. The biggest tragedy is that he wasn't Luke Voigt's dad. Yeah, that's a good point. What else is interesting is Luke Voigt and Chris Watts have one other thing in common, which is they spent the exact same amount of time on a baseball diamond in the 2019 postseason. That's good, bro. I think we got to get to some more facts because we've literally just gone joke, joke, joke. Yeah, I know, but that's what we did with Ridgeway, and that was hilarious. No, dude, I, I like it, but I think we got to go, like, people come here for the story, bro. It's, people come here for the story. story. You're right. You're right. Let's go with, um, so all I have for fun facts is that he was born in North Carolina. So, uh, that's not really a fun fact. That's like a heck fact, but we'll go with it. Well, dude, North Carolina is one of the 50. you got to give him some credit for that. He was born on the 50. It's a very challenging thing to do. I mean, he was He's an American. He was born in the United States, which is more than most of the people who work in, like, a lot of menial jobs can say. Um, Chris Watts <laughs> told me to say were, I thought you were careful there. I'll give you credit. You, you were going to say something that maybe made you look bad, and you twisted around to yourself look not too bad. That's smart work. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've said some very offensive things, but I'm not going to say anything that will get us canceled because I'm very aware of BNN's strict standards. Oh, 100%, but I gotta say, man, like, you're career first, man. You got, a, you got a future in politics, kid. I got a future in politics? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm still calling you kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, we're voting Luke Voigt 2020, 2028. Is that the next election after 2024? I think it'll be 35 for that. Happens, I think might, like, if, at the rate that he's gaining weight, I don't know if he'll be around by that time, honestly. Dude, he could be Howard Taft, you know, like, wicked fat president. I, just, I look at him like Kirby Puckett. Like, if Kirby Puckett played first base for the Yankees and was white, like, that's literally who Kirby Puckett would be. Except, like, not as good at baseball, but that's besides the point. Like, All right. Can I just clarify for our viewers, because nobody actually watches Minnesota Twins games, that Kirby Puckett played for the Minnesota Twins, which is a baseball team? Nobody watches their games. Nobody gives a shit that they exist, but he played for them. He was a large African-American center who could fucking hit. Like, he could hit baseball is like nobody else in that time. He was he was a fucking Hall of Famer. He deserved it. No, he was a beast. The only problem is that he played in Minnesota, so maybe six people know his name? Eight, hey, maybe? Two World Series rings. I would take that. My, I've only seen one World Series ring of my team, so... Yeah, I know, but like, I'm looking at it like he has two World Series rings, but both of them are like the Royals' World Series ring. Everyone's like, wait, the Royals won a World Series? It's like, yeah, 2015. It was pretty, like, that was pretty sick when they won the World Series. Like, I hate to 
talk about baseball because that's kind of our thing. But like, Viv was so sick when the World when the World Series because nobody wanted the Mets to win. Like, yeah, uh, nobody likes the Mets. The Mets are like the National League Yankees, and they're, they're like the Imagine Dragons of baseball. They're like it's <laughs> Imagine Dragons of baseball. What'd you say? It's disgusting. Like, it's just admitting you have a low IQ. If you're, I guess, what that means, like, oh, a Mets fan. Oh, you like the Magic Dragons? You're about that same low IQ. Like, you're the type of guy who bumps to an Ed Sheeran song too. Bumps to an Ed Sheeran song. I like that. All right, let's get to his killings because we're like 20 minutes into our podcast and we still haven't like said anything about what he did. <laughs> well, dude, the thing is, I was thinking, was like, is he really the bad guy in this? Like, I don't really know exactly what he did wrong. I mean, it's a good point. Well, what he did is that he uh, he killed his wife first. Apparently, they got in an argument. He put his hands around her neck and strangled her. He actually said at one point, um, all the weeks of me thinking about killing her, and now I was just faced with it. When she started to get drowsy, I somehow knew to squeeze the jugular veins until it cut off the bl- cut off the blood flow to her brain, and she passed out. So uh, that's kind of creepy as shit. What he's trying to say is that he just loves his wife. Like, that's what that is. It's, it's like a, a Valentine's Day card, bro. It's like some, a box of chocolates. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah, it's like roses are red, violets are blue. Um, and I'll strangle you. Yeah, I'll strangle you. That's it. I was going to say something like a little bit longer or something like that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he killed his wife first. Then his daughter came in and saw that he was killing his wife. So then he took both his daughters to the oil field and smothered the first one. And then when the second one was like, hey, don't kill me, he was like, fuck it, and killed that one too. So, um, yeah, kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. Dude, I, the thing is, like, the whole time we were doing the podcast, I didn't really know if he was a bad guy or not. And that just kind of confirmed that he's kind of not that great of a guy. Like, at first I was like, I don't know, what did, what did he do wrong? You know, like, make fun of his appearance, calm, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I said something about he thinks all eyes matter, just not if there is. Like, I said shit like that. But, like, what did he exactly do? And now we know. Well, it's interesting. Usually oil kills living things. This time the bodies were already dead when they went in the oil. Which is interesting. Well, other way around, just a real switcheroo on oil companies right there. You understand how he handled it. He claims to still be a father. Yet he never visits his kids. Yeah, he actually said, um, I'm still a dad. I'm still a son. No matter what. Now I can add servant of God to that mix. So he's a servant of God, a dad to dead children, and a son to a guy who is like, shit, my son killed people. So really just three tool player. Well, no, the thing is, in the same way, he never mentioned his wife. He's actually separated from his wife because she's buried in a shallow grave. Yeah, good point. I mean, it's also interesting. I mean, uh, he said he's a servant of God, which is interesting. I mean, he uh, he's religious now, which is why it's good he's in jail. <laughs> I like that one. He loves God. It murders his kids. At least he follows the Bible. Yeah, I mean... He looked. He said he wanted to be a minister, which makes sense because of his history of touching children. Dude, if he wanted to destroy his children, he should have just sent him to Jesus camp. That's a good point. I mean, I went to Jesus camp, and I haven't been able to shit well since. Um, he looked. Now, something I really identify with him with is uh, he looks like he talks shit to people online. Which I mean, who doesn't? The way I look at it is, like, only a piece of shit would get drunk and high and make a podcast and just insult somebody they don't even know. Like, that's just... (coughs) Sorry, my dad pen hit me. Go ahead. 
anyway, uh, you know, one thing about our show that I really love is that we're all about the facts. Pretty quotes. Quotes are oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of quotes. Um, we have, I mean, we got one more from him. He said, August 12th, when I finished putting the girls to bed, I walked away and said, that's the last time I'm going to be tucking my babies in. Dude, the thing about that is, that sounds dangerous. And he looks dangerous. He looks like he'd get in a Twitter fight at any moment. <laughs> Twitter fight? Yeah, oh, we have one more line. He said, I knew what I was going, I knew what was going to happen the day before I did, uh, the day before, and I did nothing to stop it. Which, I mean, is pretty evident in the fact he killed people. I mean, he did. Like, <laughs> most parents watch their kids' backs. Well, Chris strangled his kids to the face. He strangled his kids to the face? To their, in their face. To their face, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, at least he was straightforward with them. Um, now, uh, we got some quotes from his the family of his family, because he killed his family. You know, let's just go to in, victim's in family life, right? quotes. Should I say? What? In law is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, whatever the fuck. So, um, at one point, uh, your daughter loved you with all her heart. Oh, our daughter loved you with all her heart. Um, that was his. Shanann's mother said that to him. Dude, she was just lying. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't think Shanann loved him with all her heart. They were getting separated, and she worked for a pyramid scheme. So, like, not gonna judge her, the dead woman, but like working for a pyramid scheme, eh. Scam people out of their money is infinitely worse than making fun of dead people. Like, I think that's that's clear. Like, ugh, brutal. Yeah. Well, he as you heard at the beginning of this podcast, uh, his uh, Shanann's father said, "You heartless monster," and then later said, "I trusted you to take care of them, not kill them." Which I mean well, is kind of an easy expectation. Like, hey, don't kill these people. Dude, I think you're not looking out for. A lot of times we talk, you know, we get misunderstandings. It's a queer misunderstanding. We didn't understand what he meant. Like, we just need to ask a quick, fine question. He's probably intimidated because it was his father-in-law at the time. Yeah. While we're talking about his family, I'm just going to throw in our second sponsor here. This episode is sponsored by the Chris Benoit School of Parenting. If you can't agree with them, kill them. Yeah. That's, that's a real act, too, you know. Chris Benoit School of Parenting. It's controversial. Sure, it gets a little fine. It's like a Montessori school with guns. Yeah, you know. One thing about this is, you know, it's 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 brutal. You got parents killing kids. You got parents killing partners. It's it's not really a fun story. But when you have brilliant sponsors like this, it really I really feel as though it makes you really understand that there are brands out there that you can help take this tragedy out of your mind with by spending your hard-earned money on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um. They also, some of his victim's family members said, they loved us more than you will ever know because you don't know what love is or you would not have killed them. So, like, if you kill someone, does that mean you don't know what love is? Because that's, like, a bunch of soldiers out there. Soldiers and, like, gang members, they, like, pop a cap and then they're like, oh, shit, I have no idea what love is. Well, the thing is, they claim to love their, their set, their unit. Yeah. And they don't really know. Like, could you really love their unit, love your unit, love your set? If you just kill a bunch of people, I think it's kind of... Dude, your mom loves my unit. Well, it's, it's probably because it's probably she can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd get clap back from that one. Um, yeah, but uh, I've, what's interesting is... Uh, let's see if I've got some more quotes. They have, I have no idea where, who gave you the right to take their lives. And they said that 
while he was getting sentenced to life in prison. So I don't think right was the word they were looking for. Oh, you clever bastard. I see what you did there. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Um, they also said, you took away my whole world, the people who mattered to me most. Which is, uh, I don't know who said that, but sounds kind of over the top. So, let's talk about what was wrong with him. Okay, what was wrong with him, Jack? So, according you know to... Him, or are you just telling me that you know what's wrong with him? Oh, I know what's wrong with him. I mean, we both have multiple psychology degrees, but we, we couldn't interview him ourselves because we were busy. So, we had to do, um... Dude, I have to teach you more about psychology this week. Yeah, I don't quite understand, like... I don't understand anything. Well, you just have an Oedipus complex, that's all. I what? You have an Oedipus complex, that's all. No, no, I'm into your mother. There's a difference between Oedipus and wanting to fuck your mom. Alright. Well, we're the same exact mother, you know that, right? We're brothers? Yeah. Dude. I feel bad I'm related to a redhead. That hurts. Um... Yeah, fucking I mean, gingers, dude. Pop swag, like it's one of those deals. Being a redhead, it's it's like being invited to a cool party. You just will never get it. Yeah, invited to a cool party that has like carrot top and some other redhead. I don't really know any other redheads that I can mention at the moment. But it is like I feel like if Ed Sheeran called you out for saying that, you would you would piss your pants. Because Ed, dude, Sheeran, Ed Sheeran can go fuck himself, and I'll say that on the record. Um, See, you won't realize Ed Sheeran is an MMA fighter in this spare time. <laughs> I think that's Conor McGregor. No, dude, Ed Sheeran too. Like Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran fights yeah. women. I bet Ed Sheeran's like the kind of guy who beats his wife, and it's like, oh, I couldn't have done it. You know um, what? Fuck you. I had a joke set up. I was gonna say Ed Sheeran. He practices on on his girlfriend, but you had to just cut me off and just ha, suck it. Um. All right, but back to what was wrong with him because we have like two minutes left. Um. He was kind of a dick. He had anger issues, which, I mean, wife argued with him and he fucking murdered her. But, uh, yeah. Um, he was also... So they said he was a primary psychopath, which explains the soul patch, really. Um, yeah. He, uh... He... So they said that persons who have a psychopathic personality are granted intimate access to people because they're really good at building those relationships and mimicking emotions, although they don't have them themselves, which is, he had to buy himself time. I mean, he used the word like more than a teenager trying to buy time. Well, dude, he had no skill at that. Like, that, like, 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 he just didn't have the ability to do that. So he's clearly, like, they're, they're overselling him that bio there. Come on. Now, this wouldn't be a real Distant Killers episode if we didn't make a sexuality joke, so I'd just like to point out that he did bury his wife deeper than he buried his true sexuality. Well, dude, if we're talking about his wife, media said Chris was a bad husband. Yet none of them ever asked his wife. Yeah, no, she probably said he was great as he was choking her to death. Um, yeah, so uh, next week, because um, we got to wrap this up, BNN has our next show, um, what is it, Dissing Regular People with Ja and Chark, or whatever? Yeah, Raping Toddlers with Ja and Char. What? Raping Toddlers with Ja and Char. Raping what? Toddlers, it's the next show. Oh, Raping Toddlers, yeah, I forgot about that show. Dude, that's one sick show. I mean, you think we're offensive? Wait until you hear those toddlers yelling about, you know what, I'm gonna end this here. Um... (laughs) Let's have a bigger budget. That's that's why it's different. You wouldn't understand, guys. Yeah. It's budget. It's marketing. Well, anyway, 
Uh, next week, we're doing an episode on Leonard Lake and Charles Ng. So uh, please join us when we, uh, when we come in next week with a great episode on our first Asian serial killer. And his white friend, because, you know, you need your token white guy if you're an Asian person. Yep. All Peace. right. Peace.